0: Love Talk Radio You got to accentuate the positive, feeling.
1: minate the negative, latch on to the affirmative, don't mess with mister Between. You gotta spread joy up to the maximum, bring gloom, down to the minimum, have faith. A pandemonium
2: liable to walk upon
0: the scene. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and Wealth Consciousness, Challenges, and Solutions. I am Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, along with Hasina Roach, Relational Consultant, and Wanda Miles, Radio Personality, we are your host. Hi, ladies. How are you today? Great. Hi. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Oh, wow, I, I had to ad-lib that. I didn't have my little script in front of me. <laughs> oh, uh, no. ride the waves. <laughs> Riding that wave. Yeah. Good to hear your voices, ladies. And uh, here we are again another week. And um, today we're going to talk about leadership styles. And I, and I felt like leadership styles... Um, is a good ongoing topic for us to talk about from time to time because there are so many different leadership styles. And because we all are leaders, whether we understand it or not, whether we like it or not, whether we accept it or not, you know, it doesn't matter. We are all leaders. We all influence someone or a group of folks. Um, You know, I thought it would be really helpful for us to talk about different Leadership styles, and uh, today the leadership style is uh, servant leadership, you know, what is a servant leader, and so on the show page, I, I posted a, a definition of leadership uh, as being the ability to, to rally a group of people together and persuade them to take a stand for a specific purpose or cause. And uh, there's a leader, his he's his name is North House, and uh, he's a, a servant, he's like one of the innovators of uh, servant leadership theory. He states that leadership is a process whereby an individual influences a group of individuals to achieve a, a common goal. And, uh, you know, there are many different types of leaders. Um, you know, leadership is also a form of power because it requires people to submit or be swayed to to a particular position. And uh, leadership can be used in both healthy and unhealthy ways. And we, we see examples of that, you know, when we look at Enron and, and WorldCom, and, and sometimes in some instances, even the music industry, you know, with the lascivious um, messages, you know, the, the suggest. Suggestive suggestive <laughs> messages that are that are often sent to our youth um you know one must define the type of leader they want to be and then exhibit those qualities and characteristics of that style. but if I don't know the you know what leadership styles there are, you know then I don't know I may not know how to model my you know what I want my behavior to look like so you know, today we're going to we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about different leadership styles. Good. And yeah. And listeners, uh if you if you want to chime in at any point, just, you know, just call in. Uh the the call number is 929-477-3307. So, you know, let's start off by talking about what a servant leader is. Now, according to Kraus and Posner, which are two authors who are uh, specializing in leadership as well, each individual is always a leader and a follower uh, in the same organization at the same time. Yet, there are times in our careers when the two collide. So, you know, ladies, can you know when can you relate to a time? Because I know I can and all the time when i'm a leader and a follower at the same time can you relate to that at all oh yeah absolutely i mean being can. A,
2: at the same time sure mhm um, when it comes to
1: being a supervisor being a sister manager at my younger years <clears throat> One quote I think about is, great leaders don't set out to be a leader. They set out to make a difference. It's never about the role. When I think about that, I think now this is when I first started getting into the working field, and I was a supervisor first. Well, I was a worker first, and I think that the manager liked that I would do anything if I needed to work overnight and do stocking, I would do that. If I needed to be on the floor and stack up stuff, which is very manual and boring, but I would do it, and I would do it with pride and with positivity. Or when I started at another job in retail where I was a key holder, and I ended up training like three or four of the system managers that they were having coming on, and I was going to another state to Cover space They had no choice And I don't want to say no choice But they saw the spirit I had And they knew it wasn't about me being a leader I wasn't like oh I want to be in this role They just saw that I had A leader type of style in me
0: Okay And and even mm-hmm. I like that um, Hasina Even in our homes You know we are leaders and, and I think it's important for us to think about what is our leadership style as we're dealing with our our children, our our relatives, um, you know, our friends, you know, because we all influence somebody. Now, servant leadership is a form of leadership that first and foremost places the needs of others ahead of ahead of one's own needs, and I think that is one major characteristic that separates servant leadership from other uh, leadership styles. The servant leader is one who chooses to serve first with the heart and humility of a servant. So, you know, Hasina, I, you know, it's interesting. You were talking about how you, you know, you just kind of went in there and just kind of did what you, you know, what you felt like needed to be done. Um you know, and it didn't matter. Uh, you know, just the, the circumstances. You know, weren't as important as the fact that a job needed to be done, and and you were there, and you just kind of, you know, pitched in. Not <laughs> like pitched in, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. So you know, this means that this means that a person has to have a natural desire to be of service and and not be forced or coerced into servant leadership. Uh, Individuals who are servant leaders follow, uh, individuals who are servant leaders help those who follow them to grow and to become leaders. And um, by the type of leadership that's provided, they leave the place, Better than they found it And I love that You know, when we go into a place uh, Whether it's a workforce, wherever we go Are we leaving the place Better than we found it? That's always the goal <laughs> So can you think of times And you know, I'm going to throw this out to our listeners Can you think of times When you were both a leader and a servant, whether it's home, work, in a in a social situation, with friends or, or others, you know, can you can you think of some times? And um you know, um the statement is true that we're both followers and leaders at the same time, then yeah, it has yeah, to yeah. be uh, yeah, then it has to be argued that individuals at all levels, you know, from People who work on the front line, I don't care whether you're answering the phone, whether you're in the production line, or whether you are the executive or owner of that company and, or, or have positions in between, everybody is a leader. And everybody can benefit from, from mentoring and, and, and leadership training uh, that helps us to keep our ethics intact and in place.
2: I think just just mentoring someone um, helps you understand your value a little bit, and that's good for everybody, really. Because when you have something to offer, you know, to a another individual, well, that's just that's just great for everybody. I agree. Um, mentored, wanna... Yeah. Oh
1: no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry.
2: No, I was just going to say I, I've never thought of myself as a leader, so I might fall into that category of as not particularly looking for leadership roles, but sometimes I've been – I always tell people I, I've I've generally been – I've learned things just by being thrown into the pool. I mean, I, I'm, people assume I either I know more than I do or I don't know, but they just kind of leave it all up to me, and I just kind of learn as I go. So um, – so being a leader I, I just kinda I I'd share what I share what I know and that's all I, I can do. I, I, I as far as guiding people, I, I think people need to make their decisions and mistakes and stuff like that. But yeah, leadership roles are and, and I've certainly had them and I feel like I have been either asked to do them or I, yeah, I, I suppose some felt compelling a lot of them I, I was asked to do. I, oh my gosh. I feel like, I feel like a, that the the speaker of the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll do it. <laughs> All right. I'll do it. Ooh. Not to bring the politics in here, but anyway, that's, yeah. So I I think because I just always feel like I, I, I'm going to, I know I'm bound to make a mistake because that's, I, I do. Because I'm, I kind of like, and, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of making mistakes, so I will always make them. Just because I, I I like to try things and things like that, so I, I'm not sure that's all,
0: always the best
2: leadership quality. But
0: it's a it's an excellent leadership quality because you know we all make mistakes, and that's how we learn. And you know I think that sometimes we become kind of sheepish of be, becoming leaders or getting into those roles because we haven't been around enough leaders who foster us when we do make mistakes. And, you know, when we do, yeah, when we do, you know, uh, when we do things that uh, could be done in a better way, but that's, that's the learning process. That's what learning is all about. And, you know, when we do things wrong, those are opportunities. Those are learning opportunities. I think so. Yeah. Or great blooper
2: reels. <laughs> mhm.
1: When I think of a servant versus not versus slash a leader, I think I do it in every phase of my life. Um, being a mother, I have to serve my son. I have what? to cook for him. I gotta make sure his clothes are ironed. I I had to teach him how to clean himself, take a bath, brush his teeth. But then on Hello, the flip on side. You? Career, I have to also you know when a new person comes on, a lot of times they'll tag team you with the new person and you have to teach them and then that way you're you're being a leader, but also you're being a servant with that okay. too because maybe there are things you need to do, but it's a new person on you have to teach them what you know, they might have to observe and go and see clients with you, but you do what you have to do, so I could see how I can mirror. In work, career, business, even in a family
0: life. Mm-hmm. Um, Hasina, can you talk about um, you know how listening is a is is one of the skills that are identified? Um. Yeah, there was a caller on the line, and I tried to <laughs> tried to pick up, but I was unable to. Caller, if you're there, call call back. I'm not sure I'm not sure what happened. But um you know um can you talk about how listening is is a quality that is really important for um being a leader?
1: I think being a leader and listening goes hand in hand. How can you be a leader if you don't want to listen? Listen doesn't mean you're getting ready with the next response to say to that person, it's actually taking time, looking at them, giving them eye contact, and hearing them out. Uh, It is important to know that one must not be afraid of a little silence, and this is from Greenleaf, and one thing that this, I think, to break it down in that silence, and I get this as a therapist. It's okay. That person doesn't always have to respond when you want someone to respond. Let that little brief settle in of the silence. It's it's a good thing. When one listens for understanding, it is important to hear what is being said and what's not being said. Uh, I'm thinking about communication, and, you know, we're all into technology now, and I think of the text messaging. That's not good listening. Actually, you're seeing and then you're interpreting. But sometimes when you get a text, you don't hear the tone in somebody's voice. You don't get to look at them face-to-face. Very important. Silence is a natural part of communication. I'm talking about face-to-face usually is the best. And it can indicate that people are thinking and reflecting. And everybody works on a different level with that. I must say I I'm pretty quick, but some people need more time to think, and yeah, I have to down and be okay with that. Empathy is also a characteristic necessary for servant leaders. Empathy, according to Spears, is standing in the shoes of other
0: person. And that's so funny well, that we about... I'm sorry, Carla? Hasina, Hello, Carla. I'm still here. Okay. You know, I am trying to pick up on these calls and I'm not sure I'm not sure what's going on. I'm sorry, Husena, I didn't mean to uh It's funny that
2: <clears throat> it's fun
1: oh it's okay. When we talk about it's empathy, good. I think this is the empathy exercise I do with clients where you're standing in the shoes of the other person. And when you're able to do that or do my exercise, you really feel like you're standing in the shoes of that person. You, you, It's like you're in their brain and you're looking through their eyes, and you see things totally different or you see more of their perspective when they're speaking or how they may feel. Empathy is important because people need to know that as a leader, you care about their needs being fulfilled also. So that's my piece about listening and, and just empathy. Just that other people
2: have feelings. It's just good to know as oh. a leader that that there are other people out there that have feelings as well, and opinions, and lies and stuff. So and being also, aware of I others.
1: You need to have reciprocation, especially when you're sitting down listening to somebody and you're in a leadership role. You need to be able to reciprocate. And I don't mean reciprocate, spit out exactly what they said to you, but paraphrase what they say to you. And when you do speak to them, use brevity. That's something I learned when I was a functional family therapist. It's very important. Brevity means brief. You can't go on and on and on. Usually after a certain amount of time, they cut off anyway. So keep it brief. Usually three big points is enough.
2: I'm a fan of brevity. You're a funny one. <laughs> I, I, I am. I've been. I've always tell people. I say like, less is more. Stop talking so much. I mean, really. Mm-mm. Do you just <laughs> do you just want to hear yourself talk? Really, stop. We're done.
0: Wow. Um, so those are good points about empathy it's also important for servant leaders to, to understand the goals and expectations of those who follow and to tailor their messages in ways that connect with followers' experiences. And, you know, and, and it helps to build relationship and it helps to build trust. And, you know, I don't know how many times that I, I've talked to people and I'm just feeling like, you're not listening to me. You're not connecting with me. My goals yeah. and my expectations are not important to you.
2: And so when I when I
0: see that, you know, when it's there, it just makes such a, a big difference. Yeah. Also, you know, today's leadership style requires that individuals are able to work well with others and to think, critically. Um, and share their power with others. Servant leadership is really a, a, a new type of leadership style that is emerging in in the in the business world because the old type of leadership style required that you were seen and not heard. <laughs> you know, when I tell you to do something you just follow my lead Got it. And 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 that was that. But we are, you know, we are we are making a shift to where not only do leaders have to be critical thinkers, but employees are expected to be critical thinkers and team players. And, um, you know, that can be a very uh, challenging style to to master. What are your thoughts on that, ladies? I will
1: go back to what I said in the beginning about what it is to be a leader. You don't come into a position to be a leader. You kind of got, and I don't want to say shoved into it, you shouldn't be shoved into it, but you're placed in it. So it flows that way that you become that leader of maybe that company or that shift or whatever it may be. I think when you know if you came from a a place where you were there where they were before, you have a little bit of more empathy with that person. When you really come and say, okay, I'm going to do my job and whatever I need to do as this maybe my supervisor or manager says, and if you do that, help where you need to help and where you have good skills, share those skills, they will see it, and you're becoming that servant leader that you're talking about.
0: Okay. All right, and, you know, um, you know, let's talk about what are some other qualities of uh, servant leaders? I would think just carrying a,
2: a, some sort of, uh, have we said empathy? I mean, just understanding your the people that you work with or at least make, attempting to and not be so driven in your own, on the, you know, your own to the top as opposed to missing out on the people that are helping you from the bottom, as it may be. But just being, you know, concerned for everyone that's involved. And, and when you say team player, actually being a team player, whether, you know, you're leading or not leading, but always being a team
0: player, especially if you're leading. I like that. I like that. Um <clears throat> Some special qualities of, of servant leaders are that they are emotional healers, and emotional healing is the ability to have discernment um, and help others to recognize their, their wholeness. As servant yeah. leaders, mm-hmm. and as servant leaders, we, we help others heal, and, and we heal in the processes, and we heal in the process. And according to Greenleaf, wholeness is an idea that that we never achieve, but that we reach for in our goals and in our in our aspirations. So you know, I, as a, as a servant leader, I want people to know I see you. You know, I I see you, and you know. And, and how do that you do that? that? How do I do, you do that? that? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I think I think one way of of letting someone know that I see I see you is if 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 someone if I can tell that someone's having a, a issue or a problem, you know, uh, creating a safe environment where they are able to talk about what's going on so that they can create some positive solutions. Um, You know, not being so quick to, um, I don't want to use the word, not being so quick to judge, and being a listening ear to let people know that, you know i'm not here to give you solutions but i am here to just to listen to to listen to you so that you can create your own solutions and again i believe that's a part of that safe environment definitely because you have to feel safe to talk about that kind of stuff really absolutely and and even in you know even in um evaluations you know when it's time when it's time for evaluations you know being able to provide um, positive reinforcement and to be able to talk to ish talk talk about um issues um in a way that provides opportunity for for learning and for growth.
2: Can't have can one without of, the other.
1: In regards to being a servant leader when it comes to being able to understand or let everybody have an opinion. A lot of times I see in a lot of um maybe places that have more turnaround is when they don't have space as you were saying to grow or to share their opinion of how maybe something may just work better. But how would you know if you're like this is what it is and what I said is it and there's nothing else. You talked about culture a culture of trust. I think that's very important. And also yes, I understand everybody likes their position, but every every organization should be open and able to develop other leaders. That's going to make your company stronger. Even if you have to break down your company a little different than what you see on that nice chart of this is this person and that's that role and that's that role. I remember um, when I first moved to Florida, there was a place I worked at, and it was great. My supervisor was awesome. And he was ready to leave, and he wanted somebody like an assistant supervisor and he tapped on me. I didn't take the job. But I think because they broke it up because they needed somebody that was on the same level as the clinician but also in a higher role to say, okay, I understand where you're coming from versus somebody that's already passed that and forgot how it is to be in the trenches.
2: So it was never there.
1: Right. And yeah. as uh Katrina was saying about life issues. It's so important. I remember I had a supervisor. She had, she, um I don't know if she's alive, but she had cancer, and she was open about it. And even with my health, I was open about it, and it makes it more of a cohesion in the workplace when you can share. You don't have to share all your business, but that's something people need to know if you're wondering why your supervisor is acting funny or not being their self, that might be something people need to know and to encourage and give as I would say, give props. That is important. It's so many times that try to find something that you can tell your coworker or your the people under you, hey, you're doing a good job because I saw you do this. It doesn't matter how little it is. You know, and it's not about the leader, it's about the employees because the biggest issue I think most companies have is turnaround and training. When you train somebody, that costs money, and they're not even on the in the field or on the floor doing anything. So sometimes we have to stop thinking, okay, I'm a leader and I'm doing this. You've got to think about those employees because you need to think long term, and that's my my part for that.
0: Real good point. Yeah, very okay. very good point. Yeah, and I think that also helps to create value for the community. You know, when when a leader is able to be transparent, it it creates an ability. You know, uh, an ability for you know uh, whether it's a, if it's a workplace for staff to know what's going on and not have to guess or hear rumors of what's going on, but you know. The same information is being is being um, transferred from the top to the bottom.
2: Well, a good leader just empowers his empowers those around them. I mean, that's why you want to follow them. That's why you want to be around them because they make you feel better about you, and they make you feel like you can do like yeah yes we can yes we can yeah that's why we want that leader because we feel like Mm -hmm. we can do stuff. We're empowered Mm -hmm. by that person and not that they're all greedy and they just want to, I think that's, I think that's what makes the best leaders. And Mm -hmm. you know what's so, Katrina and
1: Wanda, I've been reading this book to my son for the past week. I have to share. I think it's very relevant. It's about leaders of today. So it does have the president in here, the first mayor of Georgia that was a woman um the president of Xerox, the person, what is he? His name is John W. Thompson, and I'm going through this, and I know it's kind of big for a six-year-old, but the first night I read it to him, he said, Mommy, I want to be a leader. So I broke it down, oh, wow. what is a leader? And I said, a leader is, all he says is they lead and, they they they're responsible, and I had him break it down a little bit more so he understands. Leaders listen. Leaders have good behavior, and even though I'm talking to a six year old, this could go from six to a hundred. And I don't know, it just it did something for me. And it's funny that we're talking about this
0: topic. You know that, that says, that's a that's a that's a powerful statement because I believe it. It says a lot when um you can give characteristics or examples of, of a leader and a lot of those people that you mentioned are servant leaders. They have they have servant leader qualities. But when you can when you can um give examples of leaders or give uh you know, talk about what leadership is and and have a six year old say, Mommy, I want to be that type of leader or I want to be a leader that, that says a lot. I think that says yeah, a that's lot. Cool.
1: <laughs> I'm very, very proud of him, and I remind him when he does things, remember you want to be a leader, and then he snaps back into it, okay, I need to do this, I need to make sure I do that, and he does it.
0: Mm-hmm. Another quality of servant leaders is uh, the ability to turn to turn visualization and dreams into concrete goals and um it it helps it helps servant leaders to set for servant leaders to be able to set short and long term goals. but when you're working with others, there has to be a vision of where are we going, how are we moving forward and and you know how what steps are we taking to to to, to move in that direction? And a servant leader is able to create a vision for others to to catch hold of. And to help everybody to take steps to reach, you know, the goals that are set. And it's not always an easy job. And and sometimes it, it takes time. You know, it takes time, and, you know, the more people that we are persuading, the more time it takes. So leaders have to have resiliency and persistence in in moving forward when others are, are resistant to the vision. But servant leaders create a path for others to follow. Definitely, you know also servant leaders empower others, and we've been talking about that you know they're they're team players they, they they you know they they look to help others move ahead, they're not just looking out for themselves but they're looking at at others as well, and that's really important because power is the ability to control others and situations, and when we don't use our leadership skills ethically often we are forcing people or manipulating people to do things against their will and you know when power is not used appropriately it can it can it can persuade and coerce to effect change and that's not what servant leadership is about Yeah, so to empower a person um, is to allow them to take their power, to take their personal power and make choices that resonate with them. And I think that's a skill. You know, how can I show you this vision and allow you to get, you know, allow you to, to catch the vision And to figure out what this vision means to you and and how you choose to um, share it. To share it, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: That's awesome.
0: So callers, if you want to get in on this conversation, um, please give us a call. Our number is our show number is nine two nine four seven seven three three zero seven. (laughs) Servant leaders. Wait wait 3307
2: That's it. You gotta say it twice. You just
0: do. Okay. (laughs) At 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 least. So servant leaders also help, and we talked about this. They they help their uh, subordinates grow, those people who are following them, and even those people who are standing next to them, side by side, they help people grow. You know, they're encouragers. They they help people to make um, their own independent decisions and choices. And they, um, a servant leader respects the choices that others make. Yeah. Or then you're a dictator. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, sometimes, well, I'm going to say, you know, and I'm going to say sometimes that can be a real fine line to cross. Um, But I think the more that servant leadership is is practiced, then uh the, the easier it is to to recognize when for me when I'm not practicing those characteristics or those traits of, you know, being able to put others you know, others needs ahead of my own. Yeah. What are some other characteristics of of uh, servant leaders or servant leadership? Hmm. Behave ethically. Do you have know that one? Yeah, they behave ethically. I mean, and that's
2: and that's you know, that's always up to uh, perspective. <laughs> like whose ethics and are we behaving mm. too? So you know that that that's, becomes tricky. That's a fine line to walk.
0: It can absolutely, but I think I, I think that a, a real good rule of thumb is that um, ethics is doing the right thing when nobody's watching. So if somebody were watching me, if I wouldn't feel comfortable with my behavior, gotcha. you know, um, why am I doing it? You know why? Why am I? Why am I doing it? What is? What is my motive?
2: Got
1: it. I like to tap on what Wanda said. You said mm-hmm. it's about ethics, and when I think about ethics, I think of integrity, and integrity is such a big word, and it has so much in it. You know, you have to be honest, such as ethics. You have to have strong moral principles and a moral uprightness to you. But I think the biggest part for me is that you you don't falter in the wind. You steadfast of what you believe and you stay there, especially when it has that strong moral principle behind it. A lot of people, you know, let's say I'm moving up the ladder and my boss right now likes things done this way and it might not be the right thing to do, but my other boss wants me to do it the right way. Where do you go? What do you do? Or if you kind of go on the wrong way, you can make more money for the company. But really, are you doing it correctly? So Hmm. you see that, especially in my field, it happens a lot when you work with people and you might say that you're working with a a person longer than what you really was working with that person, but... For me, and that was my struggle, that I wanted to have integrity. And I say, you know what, I'm holding lives in my hands. So I can't say, okay, I'm going to stay here for a half an hour and we're going to work through some of the issues that you have for you to come up with a solution. I have to be there for a little while, longer than a half an hour to help you. And if I say I'm coming back next week at this time, I need to come back that time. And not say, well, I have something else to do but also write up that you saw that person anyway. That is not having integrity. And it could be a double-edged sword for the person that is in service. So I think with being uh, the new style, as you say, is serving leadership, we also need to have self-care with it because my integrity is so strong that I'm not going to do something half. I have to do it whole if I'm dealing with a person because they have feelings, they have needs. They have issues, and that's why I'm there. So then I have to think about self-care.
2: There's yeah, I, like,
1: you gotta I I got to take a break. I'm done. I need to go on a vacation. And it's so funny. We're talking about serving leadership, but it goes into, do you yeah. know that many people that get vacation time and sick time, they never use it? And if you don't use it by a certain amount of time, usually by the end of the year, you don't have it anymore. And then you wonder why yeah. these people maybe have heart attacks, commit suicide, have other illnesses and diseases that pop up. Because even though we're doing this great job of being a servant leader and we have this great integrity integrity and ethics and all these great things, we
0: also need to have so.
2: Everyone needs some time off.
0: Hmm. I like um, that. From whatever. How do you refresh yourself? How do you rejuvenate? Um, you know, when you're given 110% of yourself, how do you? You know, that that reminds me. There's a term called emotional emotional labor. And emotional labor is when you the 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 feelings that you usually give to your family and close friends you you get paid to show those same emotions and a lot of times people who have to exhibit emotional labor um in their workplace can often get burnt out if they don't you know if they don't um adhere to self-care and um take time out for themselves so that's a, a really great point mm mm-hmm and and also when i when I think about uh behaving ethically, values come to my mind and the importance of knowing what my values are because there have been times for me where I have had a job, and when I first got that job, I shared the same values, you know as the employer I work for. But as time went on, you know, maybe my values changed, or maybe the employer's values changed, maybe the mission you, changed. Uh, yeah, and I've been there. Yeah, yeah, and I've had to, you know, I've had to reevaluate. You know, is you know is is this bringing the type of congruency that 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 I really want in my life? Or am I selling so I, my soul to the devil? Oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean no, you know, just to be to be
2: extreme, but yeah, you know, sometimes it's do I do I make my do I talk myself into being happy here for as long as I yeah. can be, and then yeah, that that sometimes is a challenge for me. Real stuff. <laughs> real,
0: yeah, I mean, real stuff. Real stuff. Yeah. And um, you know, when I'm not. When I when I'm not in alignment, with, when my values are not in alignment with the values of the people I'm around or the places that I'm around, does it prevent me from having a purpose filled life and 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 living out a purpose filled life? And you know only only we can answer those questions for ourselves but those are important questions to, 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 to have.
1: I believe everything rolls into everything. So if you're being dishonest at home, it's going to show up in your career. It's going to show up in your business. It's going to show up with your family life. I don't know how you can hopscotch that one. Maybe people, people do. Let me say that. people do, but for me, it's, it's a challenge. So if I'm honest at home, I need to be honest at work. I need to be honest uh, with my outside family. I need to be honest with my business. That's just what I have to do.
0: Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, we always it yeah. to ourselves to ask that question, you know, what values that I do I have that I'm not willing to compromise on? You know that uh, I may have some values that it's just a, a no brainer that th- this is how it is. And then other, you know, other values may be more flexible, different for everybody. So the leadership style of servant leader it is definitely filled with ethical responsibilities and expectations. To not only do no harm, but to be of service and to help those who are disenfranchised so that they can do better in life or at least not be harmed. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, so when I see when I see a disservice happening do I say something or do I just turn up? Do I just turn like I don't, I didn't see it. I think, I don't
2: know. Sometimes I, it's just the line for me. Am I minding my own business or not? I mean, is it, is it any of my business to insert myself into other people's situations? Like, cause I think that I can make it better. Obviously if someone's harming a, for me, a dog or a child, then, you know, I got to do something, but, if two adults are going at it and, or, you know, I, I feel like I need to let adults kind of work it out because that's their path. And, and do I want to get involved in it? <laughs> Truthfully, you know? So, yeah, it, it, that's, I don't know if that's an ego thing or just if I, I guess, I guess if I can feel like I can honestly do some good or, and there are times that I felt like I could do good and I actually did, no, not. <laughs> so, Yeah, I should have stayed out.
1: (laughs) It can be a a thin line, I believe, but also with that, it's, it's a challenge because look at some of the big corporations that were not ethical, such as Chase Bank. They're still here, but they were most responsible, Chase Bank, Bank of America, Wells Fargo they were most responsible for the mortgage meltdown and a lot of people lost their homes. Now I know somebody had to see it, but everybody turned a blind eye until they couldn't do it anymore. And the bubble burst. And when it burst, Mm. a lot of people were out of a home. We, well, not we, but people knew that it was going on, maybe mortgage brokers and things like that. They knew it was coming, but they were only thinking about the money. Or like the were of those companies, also, I think that yeah. one for most or at least we know somebody that has dealt with that because of that happening. You know, I have a property that's upside down, and the mortgage it valued half of what I bought it for, you know, and even yeah. some years before this, just because now things are getting a little bit better, it was worth seventy five less than what I bought it for. A couple of years ago, after the bus.
0: Yeah. Mhm.
1: Something to think about, because I was kind of upset about that one, <laughs> and I'm sure I'm not the only one.
0: A lot of people were left disenfranchised. A lot of people were harmed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yep. What about the Madoff scandal where he switched stocks around and said that you're making all this money, and really he was taking all the money for himself that everybody would put in, and it wasn't just people that we didn't know. It was actually people we did know, well, not really knew, but knew of such as celebrities that lost yeah. their money with that scandal.
0: So, yeah. again, somebody sees
1: it, and if everybody turns a blind eye, every time, I don't think we would have progressed as far as we did or not did or as far as we're doing now. I can give so many examples of that. Now people carry their video cameras and they pick up all kinds of Mm -hmm. bad things and
2: good things.
1: So I I think it's a good thing that we're actually starting to speak up for ourselves as, People of any background or any situation, money, uh, children, uh, it was something on Facebook where a father hit a child or a male family member hit a child so hard she fell on the floor and then he picked her up by her hair. And this child Mm. has to be four, about four. They found the guy, but the only reason they found him and knew what was going on is because somebody videotaped it. And then somebody put the information out online, and they found him. He went into hiding, but then they found him. So I I think it's good to speak up, you know? So, you know, we we all have family, and we're we're worried about our family, but we have to do the right thing and know that I guess it makes me think you got to live for something and die for something. So I know nobody wants to lie, but... Dying is a transition. It doesn't mean you're really gone, in my perspective. But you have to do. Well,
2: something.
0: you know that brings up an interesting point because a lot of people view leadership as a position for those who are assigned leader. You know, leadership roles, and you know, a lot of people don't see themselves as leaders. Um, don't see themselves be having power or being an influence. On others, and you know it is important for us to know that we all have some type of influence to make good
1: very true i, I, I love when I, hear
2: that.
1: <laughs> I love when I hear that a leader that's on the very top will scrub a toilet like somebody that does that. I love when I hear those stories because you need to let people know that you can do what they do, you know, and you're not above doing that. If something's broken, you can get a screwdriver and try to screw it in and fix it too. You know, you can't say, oh, well, I can't do that because I'm way up here and you're down there. You do it because you're down there. Let them know that you're human.
2: Hmm. Yeah, be, be a part of the solution, really. Just come on, jump in.
0: People love that. They do. You know, yeah, I'm not, yeah, because I I like it because it makes me it makes me feel like, you know, it makes me feel like you you can relate to me. You know, you don't feel like you're up here and I'm down here. There was Very a video
2: fair. that was circulating of the new Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau doing a some Bollywood dancing, I'll say. So I don't really know the particular, but they they just found it so adorable and and humbling and just that he's just everyone loves him there. And I and I, I had to had to say I thought it was kind of cute to see him dancing around like that. I mean, you don't see many world leaders dancing. I mean, wow. Obama Obama breaks it down, but it was just it was really it was it was nice to see. So. <laughs>
0: So sometimes it requires us to come outside our comfort zone. Yeah, let your to hair do down. It. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. When individuals are are taught to, I believe, think critically um, and to see beyond the day to day tasks, um, it helps. It, it, it helps in being able to set goals, you know, or to see things from a wider perspective, from a broader perspective and not just, this is me and this is what I need to do for today. But it, it helps me to come out, of, out outside of myself to figure, you know, to, to to ask maybe the question, how is this act not only affecting me, but how is it affecting others in my circle? Or how am I making a difference? Am I making a positive change? Yeah.
2: And, and am I a better person, you know, just for the experience of it all, quite honestly? I mean, mm. I, I honestly hope that things that I do are making me, helping me grow as well as the people that are involved in it. Because we're all there for a reason, so.
0: Mhm.
2: Why have I gathered you all here today? Yeah.
0: So, you know, I'm always talking about I'm always getting out this uh these 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 um, resources, uh the the resources in our life and, and there's six areas home and family, spiritual and ethics, career, finances, spiritual, cultural, mental, emotional, physical and health. And you know when we when we set goals in those areas, you know are we looking at our our leadership qualities? are we looking at our ability to not only affect ourselves but to affect others? How are we affecting others it's It's real easy to think you know my decisions what I'm doing is only affecting me, so you know who cares but in reality in uh-oh, in reality, is that really true?
1: Definitely not. There's something called the ripple effect. Um, mm-hmm. um, again, that's my life, fine. But some clients I worked with um, with the first of offenders program, that was something we had to teach. If you take that piece of bread, and then the store clerk might have to get uh, security Maybe the store clerk will have to start raising their prices. Maybe the store clerk will have to do this. Maybe now when they see a young girl with two kids come in there and that was the person that stole the last time, that person is gonna have a scorn on their face of, Oh, that girl's gonna to steal too. You yeah. have to remember everything in life is a ripple effect. Every single thing in you know, again, the pebble Absolutely. is usually
0: very small
1: when you hit the water, right. but it Absolutely. ripples out to the end of that pond.
0: Right, and you know, these are really good conversations for us to continue on. And and you know, um, at different points, we're going to talk about different leadership styles. But we're coming upon the close of the show, <laughs> and um, you know, we, um, we we'll, we'll continue this conversation. But uh, we want to to thank you, our listening audience, for for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness challenges and solutions. Please like us on Facebook. And what is our Facebook handle? Lady? Positively
1: affirmative radio.
0: Positively that affirmative is. radio. <laughs> Alright, so we thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week Tuesday from one to two PM. Bring a friend right. next week. Bring a friend next week and, and share in the prosperity. Okay, bye everybody.
2: All right, bye bye.
1: Don't mess with Mr. In Between.
0: Don't mess with Mr. In Between.
2: Oh.